being in a relationship with a cluster B is a lot like being in a laundry cycle. You wash, rinse, repeat. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I want to start off with uh, another little paragraph that I found that kind of resonated with me regarding this particular podcast with this wash, rinse, repeat cycle. And those people that do leave the relationship and then they find themselves drawn back into it. They're hoovered, reversed hoovered into the, uh, well, actually reverse hoovering is a little bit different. It's when you hoover the cluster be back into your relationship. So wrong way to put it. When they hoover you back into the relationship, that makes a little bit more sense. But this particular paragraph will resonate because I've mentioned in previous podcasts how frustrated I get reading stories and emails from people that tell me about their relationships. And then in the next paragraph, they talk about you know how horrible their relationship is, how the cluster B is abusing them, and then the next paragraph, they're going back. They're, they're going back into the relationship. They're going back into the fray. They're going back into the hell that they're living. So this actually sort of, this, this paragraph kind of addresses that. And it goes like this. Don't allow someone to come back into your life because you have history together. If your relationship went from something beautiful to chaos, let those memories go. Accept that the past will never be the future. Stop going back to what your heart is trying to heal from. Stop going back to what your heart is trying to heal from. Let that resonate with you. Let that resonate with everybody who feels compelled to go back to a relationship that didn't work in the first place. Why do we do it? Wash Rinse, repeat. Dealing with a cluster B is like a laundry cycle. You know, you've got the great moments, the washing cycle, the good moments. Then you have the rinse cycle, which are obviously not good moments. Everything is extracted from the situation. And then we go back to the washing cycle, okay, where things are good. It's the constant hurdy-gurdy, the emotional weather vane that I talked about in a previous podcast almost two years ago. One minute, it's facing north, and then the next minute, it swings to the south. You just never know where you are in these relationships, and this is by design. You have to understand that the cluster B keeps you in an unsettled fashion. You don't know right from left. You don't know whether you're coming or going. You don't know whether you're in the wash cycle, the rinse cycle, or you're repeating all the cycles all over again. You're in the spin cycle, spinning around. And yet some, for some reason, we feel compelled to remain in the relationship or worse yet, if we leave the relationship, we go back. Or if they leave the relationship, well, we take them back. Why? Why do we do that? Is it because we love them for who they are? No, it's, it's, we're loving the mirage of what they were, a version of themselves that they created to attract us. That's the version of the person we think we love. We know that cluster bees, narcissists, and 
borderlines cannot truly love in a mature fashion. Narcissists can't love, period. They just can't. They don't have the capacity. They just can't give of themselves. Borderlines, I think, potentially in my experience and understanding, might do a little bit better than a narcissist, but their love is infantile. Okay, it's not a mature love. Remember that we're dealing with children trapped in adults' bodies here. In the narcissist and in the borderline, or in anybody else with the cluster B, these are children acting out. These are emotionally retarded people who haven't developed an adult sense of intimacy or love. They don't have the capacity to do so. So why is it that we feel compelled to go through these cycles? And then we hold on. We hold on to maybe the wash cycle that we love so much, that we're enveloped by them, and that we feel like everything is great. And I will tell you that even though I've come out of the fog and I can see my relationship with my wife of almost 20 years very clearly. This past weekend, on a Sunday, we sat down and we were talking and we were having a lovely time. And, you know, I ended up massaging her back. And for a moment, for a moment, I was lost. I lost touch with the reality of my circumstance. And I found myself going, wow, this is... This is actually pretty nice. Wow, we're, you know, I'm so so starved of affection and touch and things like that that I'm sort of enveloped in the situation. I'm in the wash cycle, okay? I'm feeling really good. And then I had to kind of grab myself and say, whoa, hold on a second. What's going on here? Well, what's going on is I'm, I'm giving. I'm giving my wife the benefit of my touch. Is she reciprocating? No. So am I in this codependent role again of trying to please her and make her feel good? What does she do for me? Nothing. So I got swept away again. I I was like, oh, yeah, this this is really nice. This is some semblance of what I think a normal relationship might be, but it wasn't reciprocal. So again, This is what happens. We lose our footing. All of a sudden, the cluster B does something nice for us and we are so starved, they breadcrumb us. That's the the term for this. They breadcrumb us. They give us a small taste. And we're so desperate that we take that small sinew and we blow it out of proportion. And now we're back in love again. We love the mirage. We love what they want us to see. And that's how they keep us in relationships for decades. So if you're in the beginnings of a relationship with somebody who is like this, is doing the wash, rinse, repeat cycles with you, you really, really, really need to think it through. Because otherwise you may end up like a person like me who took almost two decades to figure out where I am, what's going on in my relationship. And then once you figure it out, you sit back and you say, what have I done? Why wasn't I more cognizant of this? Why didn't I act on perhaps my gut feelings? Stop being beguiled by these people. 
Okay? That would be my best advice to you is to really look at it from a neutral standpoint and take the emotions out of it. Stop saying, I love that person. I have to be with that person. Why? Start asking yourself questions. Why do you love this person? Why do you feel like you have to be with them? Why, if they walked out the door tomorrow, would your life be over? Why? Ask yourself those questions. Come out of the fog. Be present. Don't fall down that slippery slope. Don't get into the wash, rinse, repeat cycles because that's how it works in the cluster B life. Okay, That's life with somebody that has a potential potential personality disorder and somebody who has no regard for your feelings. It's all about them. It's all about what you can do for them and what you must do for them. They will demand of you. They will take your very soul if you let them. And why do you let them? Do you think so little of yourself? I ask myself that question every single day. Do I have such low self-esteem that I allow myself to be manipulated? That I allow myself to occasionally fall back into that wash, rinse, repeat cycle? It doesn't take away from the fact that these people may have hurt you. They may have hurt you emotionally, physically, financially. It doesn't give them that opportunity. It doesn't give them the validation that they can continue to do that. But yet we do that. We give them the validation when they breadcrumb us and we grab those breadcrumbs, those small little pieces, those small flashes of what we used to have because we're so deprived. We're so neglected. Wash, rinse, repeat. Think about it. It's horrible to be in that cycle and we shouldn't be. If somebody is abusing you and you're not being seen and none of your needs are being addressed or acknowledged, and that's what I mean by being seen, then why do you remain in that relationship? Now, I understand that there might be extenuating circumstances, that there may be financial circumstances, there may be children involved. But you need to come up with a plan. You need to start thinking outside of this dysfunctional relationship, of this ruptured relationship. You need to start thinking outside of the box and not being drawn back in. Don't be hoovered. Don't be like me this weekend where I, for a moment, lost my sensibility and started thinking, well, you know what? This is not so bad. Wow, this is this is this is encouraging. No, it's not encouraging. No, my circumstance is not going to change. No, my wife will not be the person that she was 21 years ago when we met and we were dating. It's not going to happen. So face reality, give yourself a reality check, and don't let yourself be beguiled Don't let yourself get into this wash, rinse, repeat cycle because it can last forever. And at the end of the day, you're left dizzy, confused, not knowing where you stand. And that's just not healthy. 
myinnertorch at gmail.com. Thank you for making this podcast one of the fastest growing podcasts for Cluster B issues, dealing with them. I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate your support. And I also appreciate if you reach out to me. If I don't get back to you, I do apologize. I do receive a lot of emails. I try to get through all of them. But I will address them and going forward with certain episodes coming up, if I can interweave what I'm hearing into the present topic at hand. So I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>